Welcome back to Extra AI, your podcast series on machine learning and AI applications. Yes, you're right, Extra AI, X-T-R-A-W-A-I.com. Extract the raw AI conversations. And this is your host, uh, Raghubanda. So as you might know, for the last few uh, seasons, I have been inviting guests from different domains and we have been talking about the different topics in the context of uh, ai so today we are in the season four in the first season i have predominantly focused on solo sessions where i've been explaining about the different topics within the sap s4 hana space and then later on in the season two i have went and discussed about the topics within SAP S4 HANA in the context of AI with guest interactions and conversations with some guests. And in the season three, I have invited guests outside of SAP as well. And we have discussed uh, outside of SAP S4 HANA, and then we have discussed the topics around in the context of AI. In the season four, I started inviting guests outside of SAP as well. So I want to take a breather here and I have a lot of sessions lined up with many guests within SAP and outside of SAP, but I wanted to kind of take a pause or take a breather before the end of the year. Uh, And I want to briefly highlight what are the things that we have done so far and what are the things that we are going to do going forward. And also I want to give a quick overview about the different things that I will be doing in future. So there are five different topics that I briefly want to discuss today. The first thing is, yes, we have been discussing on the topics around AI. There have been some conversations exclusively on the AI lifecycle management, if you may, where I have had conversations with the guests on how the AI lifecycle management is happening we heard about the different customer experiences, the customer stories, and also we have talked not only with the guests from SAP, but outside some of the startup guests where we have discussed about the various ML uh, operating platforms, the ML ops lifecycle management, and the different platforms out there. And we discussed about the various stages involved in the AI lifecycle management, starting with the first stage, which is the business problem understanding, uh, understand the business problem, uh, where you have customer requirements coming in from either Word docs or Excel files or business case documents. And then second stage going into a data exploration and data cleansing stage where you now that you understand the business problem you have to see what kind of data is available how do you explore the data and how do you cleanse this data Uh, and here you get into the aspects of uh, doing a lot of data exploration wrangling the data and data cleansing and so on and so forth where you also do a lot of scripting as well and then in the third stage the first and second stage yeah Predominantly, you have these data analysts or business users mainly involved. Maybe in the data exploration stage, the second stage, you have a bit of a data scientist or a data engineer involved. 
And then when we go into the third stage, which is where we talk about the feature engineering, right? Like you develop different kinds of, you do a lot of prototypes, building different kinds of models and understand which works better. Uh, so this is where, again, a data scientist or a data engineer uh, kind of works. And then you understand, okay, now I will pick up one of these models and then I have to go ahead and build the real model for this uh, based out of these POCs. I picked up one of these models. So now let me go ahead and build the model. Uh, you build the machine learning model based on the various experiments that you have done in your step three. So in this step four, you actually build the model that you can later on deploy. Once the model is built in the step five, uh, you do you have to train the model. And then later on in the final step, in the step six, uh, you have to deploy this model, whether it is in, in an external application or whether it is an internal application or whether it is, again, integrated with completely different applications. Uh, so these steps four, five, and six predominantly are focused on the machine learning engineer or the MLOps engineers. We have had some very good conversations in this uh, in the past. So you can go ahead and listen into some of these conversations that I had with some of these uh, guests where we discussed about the customer experiences or the MLOps lifecycle management or the different MLOps platforms out there. Finally, in the step six, like I mentioned, after the deployment is done, uh, this is where an application developer and an app developer is, is interested more. And then you do the monitoring of these models. And more often than not, many of these machine learning models have to be frequently monitored and you have to update these models because that is where the actual crux of the problem lies, right? Like you have to make sure that your models are up to date and they are constantly monitored and then you update the models and then you have update, update the uh, deployments where your models are uh, integrated so that you get the results that are expected. If not, there is going to be a lot of data drift because there are different ways of having your models going out of date, right? Like it might be that your data is a little bit older or if your algorithms that you are using might have to be fine-tuned or it can be completely different that you are focused on a particular feature or a particular function and you're doing the prediction on a particular target KPI, but might be you might want to tweak it and you might want to change it so that in your uh, uh, application that you have uh, deployed this, you get better results. So all these kind of things, whether it is updating the data or uh, constantly pushing in most recent data sets or uh, maybe fine-tuning some of these algorithms or having a mix of algorithms or fine-tuning your target KPIs that you would want to. All these things have to be taken care. So this is one thing uh, we will have to uh, do. And uh, we did discuss about quite a few of these things. And uh, in the future conversations that I have, I'll bring up again some of the guests where we talk about these different AI steps involved. And we will talk further on how we can fine tune our understanding and you, the audience, how you can also understand and provide your feedback.
So that is the first thing which I wanted to talk about today. Let us take a quick pause or a quick break and then come back and talk about the other things that I want to talk, the other four important topics that I want to talk today. All right, welcome back. So the second topic that I briefly wanted to discuss today is on the various things around AI that we have been discussing in these uh, regular bi-weekly conversations. Of course, in the context of these holidays, we have been having this on a weekly basis. So we started with having conversations in the predictive analytics and the machine learning space. So I'm trying to touch all the different topics under the AI umbrella. So you might have noticed that I've got some guests or uh, speakers under these different umbrellas or the different uh, pillars of AI, starting with machine learning and predictive analytics. And then we have also had some guests in the context of how we do process automation or robotic process automation and specifically even workflow automation. How do you um, build uh, different bots or different execution ex execution scripts that can be automated in the context of whether it is a mundane task that is happening, like you're getting a regular email from a customer or from your supplier or a vendor, and you download that email and then automatically upload it to the system. So we did talk about uh, that. And also in some of the scenarios, we also talked about a particular workflow uh, in a particular business process and how that can be automated and how we use some of the bots that are available there. And then later on, um, we have also had a conversation with a couple of guests on the other aspect of uh, the alert mechanism um, based out of the user behavior. You have different kinds of users interacting with the system. And then um, uh, there are uh, scenarios where for a particular situation, how, what kind of, uh, if a particular situation arises in the system, how do you act? on that particular system and what kind of processes that you invoke. So this is where uh, this is another uh, variable or another pillar of AI where you uh, automatically uh, understand a particular situation or a particular alert and how do you act on that. So there are some frameworks we have discussed in the context of SAP, but also in the externally as well. And then how you could create templates in handling these different alert mechanisms uh, or different situations and how it can be handled. Then we also had uh, some conversations in the space of uh, IoT services or the Internet of Things services where how the sensor technologies or the streaming technologies can be helped in the context of AI and how you can act on these different sensor data that is coming in from various devices and how that can be handled or taken by the enterprise systems and act upon it. So that is one detailed conversation we had with one of our partners. In future, I think, uh, 
there will also be some conversations wherein we will go a bit more into the embedded applications the iot embedded applications in the space of enterprise ai and also uh, we'll have a detailed conversation on the edge computing as well where how edge computing is helping enterprise customers and consumer custom consumers of fair customers uh, where we can talk about always edge and occasional edge because there are situations where you have a uh, parent company or a headquarters where you have a lot of uh, uh, internet connectivity, but maybe some of the plant locations, whether these plant locations can be in some remote areas where there is intermittent internet connectivity, or maybe there is some latency and there is some connectivity issues where in that scenarios you could use edge computing. So there are some conversations we will also do in that aspect. And then uh, we will also, we also had a couple of conversations in the context of conversational AI generally, uh, where taking the example of SAP's uh, co-pilot journey and how we transitioned into conversational AI, uh, how you can interact with the system in the form of chat mechanism, chatting mechanism, or in the form of uh, a human interaction as well. We all know about how generative AI is happening, how are the advancements happening in the generative AI? Uh, are, maybe many of you are following what is happening in the with the open AI uh, world and how uh, there are a couple of things that were released early part of this year, starting with the DALI where you could uh, interact with the uh, program and then uh, depending on what you want to interact the images or pictures are generated with this DALI program and of course uh, the latest advancement or enhancement is uh, with a new program called chat gpt where it is much more human-like chatting that you could do and again this is all uh, based out of uh, the advancements from the open ai community so there are a lot of things happening here uh, in the realm of uh, AI. So I look forward to having many more conversations with different guests in 2023 about these different open AI topics. So this is, uh, so there are you know, many more things going to happen and stay tuned for that. There are like three more topics which I would like to discuss. So let us take a quick break and then come back and uh, briefly touch base on the other topics as well. All right, uh, welcome back. So there are a few other things. The third topic that I wanted to discuss is about the different domains that we are having conversations around. So as you might know, we have started discussing uh, the topics around AI initially in the domain of enterprise categories. We talked with, uh, we started with SAP and we went ahead and discussed with some of the enterprise companies or startup companies. And we briefly touch based some of the aspects of consumer category related companies as well. So these are two things that we have done, or at least we have touched touch based on a couple of these categories. But there are 
many more categories that I would like to go ahead and do some conversations. One other important category is the public services, public organizations or government organizations or government services. Yes, we did a brief conversation with an SAP guest, with a couple of SAP guests on this topic, but I would like to also do some conversations with the public services and government services related organizations as well. So that is another category apart from the enterprise category where we are doing regular conversations as well as the consumer software categories. The third category is the public public uh, organizations and government services organizations. The other fourth important category is the educational institutions or the educational categories, whether it is the schools or colleges or universities, training centers and coaching centers, where you have, again, a whole lot of things going on there. Uh, so there is, again, a huge set of AI challenges or AI applications out there. So that is one uh, big topic I'm looking forward to get on board in 2023 or late 2023. Uh, and how AI is impacting these categories. So that is one other thing I will be bringing in uh, in uh, 2023. Maybe one of my colleagues or cohorts, uh, cohort members from INSEAD Business School, I'll try to get somebody on there. And then apart from that, one other big category, the fifth category is the nonprofit categories. So this is where you have, again, there are quite a lot of uh, subdivisions or subsectors in the nonprofit categories, starting with community groups, religious institutions, charity organizations, NGOs and volunteer organizations, society groups, social services, diversity groups, uh, and uh, social equity groups, public health and safety, all these fall under the nonprofit categories. And there is a lot going on there and how AI can be leveraged there. So there are some interesting uh, challenges and interesting solutions that are also coming up in those categories. Uh, in fact, um, one of my upcoming podcasts will briefly, very briefly touch base on that. Um, but uh, detailed conversations I would want to do uh, in this category as well. Uh, we are we are at a stage where, if you see, um, where uh, the validations or content moderation is happening at the user level. So there are a lot of companies doing that. And of course, you're also now having a lot of discussions around after Elon Musk taking over Twitter, how you can moderate the content, how you can do some user verification. So there are some conversations happening there. And we also see conversations happening in the realm of uh, uh, search mechanisms, whether it is with the normal Google search or scientific search, where it is uh, approved or validated realistic search coming in from these science experts. So you, so we have a couple of these things happening, right? Starting with user 
modifications, content moderation, and then how the search is happening and how the search is transitioning so people can find real information rather than misinformation or disinformation. The next level to that would be on measuring the transactions or measuring the interactions between individuals or human beings or entities or organizations or again all of the above so again that that will be the next level where we are all progressing there together and how that is going to be happening and how you can measure that so there is a huge science or a huge uh, field of ai focused on that we will talk about that also in the coming uh, podcast so there are beautiful and interesting conversations that are lined up so these these are just as a food of food for thought i'm bringing in all these kinds of things for you so again let us take a quick pause or a quick break and come back and discuss the other two topics that i briefly have to share, uh, showcase today All right, welcome back. The other topic which I briefly wanted to discuss is obviously on the machine learning uh, topics around uh, SAP, the SAP's uh, uh, machine learning approaches and the topics. Yes, uh, I have put forward a blog and I will be updating that blog with a little more updates on these uh, different ways of how uh, machine learning is addressed uh, by SAP in the enterprise category. Uh, so there are different ways of how you could do machine learning with the technologies. So we have the different technologies that are sitting on one side of the things. And then you have on the other side of the things, you have all the different uh, lines of businesses or the industries sitting there. So how do you marry the technology with the product? That is a key thing. Uh, and you have enterprise customers in different categories starting from small medium big and there are customers in different domains or different categories so there is not one size that fits all but there are different solutions or different approaches that you could leverage so i will be putting forward a detailed blog on this at some point of time in 2023 maybe in q1 uh, but and also i have lined up another podcast conversation with a sap guest on this so you can look forward to that so there are broadly if you see there are five uh, four to five dif big different approaches that you could do which is where we start with uh, <clears throat> the embedded machine learning approach when i say embedded machine learning approach you have uh, suppose the customer has sap hana uh, and you have uh, obviously there are machine learning algorithms that are available with uh, HANA. You have both the PAL based algorithms, which are coded approach, and you have the APL based algorithms, which are a bit more sophisticated or user interactive. Uh, so you have these two different approaches. And these are addressing some of these customers where you have. You are a SAP HANA customer, you have an enterprise customer, and you have some simplistic things that you, you have some uh, 
uh, normal trending use cases, forecasting, or those kind of things, and your data is residing within SAP HANA, and you are not even worried about. Uh, uh, and then um, you have <clears throat> you have some external uh, machine learning clients like uh, your. Our client or your Python client, where you you would want to build, uh, you leverage those clients and build your machine learning models, and but you can still connect uh, with the HANA database, and then you can build some of these application, uh, and then you could do the training based out of your uh, SQL views, or the table functions in HANA, and then you can <clears throat> deploy it within the applications that are running on HANA. So that is one approach. <clears throat> then the second approach is um, you have some of these customers where you have the option of not only in, in the first approach when I talked about embedded ML with HANA, you're just focused on the structured data sets. But now in some scenarios, you have unstructured data as well table not only the structured data but coming in unstructured data coming from uh, different kinds of things whether it is your sensor data or iot data or streaming data or it, different data lakes uh, or external data that is where you could obviously leverage the approach where if you are if you are also a sap data intelligence customer you can leverage that particular approach where you can get the data from these different uh, heterogeneous uh, data sources uh, and then build your machine learning model because data intelligence as such provides the platform to build your machine learning models. You can create a pipeline of, out of that. Uh, again, here for normal CPU uh, uh, leveraging tasks, not the graphical processing unit or not the GPUs, but normal machine learning scenarios, you can quickly build, you can build a pipeline, you can connect it and you can uh, do the training and you can deploy it on your BTP or here you can also deploy it on any other application. So the difference between the first approach and this here is that you could build uh, uh, on SAP BTP as well. So it can be a side-by-side -side model. Now the third approach is, uh, let us go with the SAP. Uh, SAP also came up with this now new approach of intelligent scenario lifecycle management, ISLM framework, which I had some detailed conversations in the past with guests within SAP. And this framework sits in the SAP basis layer. And using this framework, you could literally build your own intelligent scenario and you could leverage the homegrown SAP HANA-based machine learning algorithms and build an embedded model and directly embed into the business process that is there. So it is much more easier, much more simpler for the end user to build into the complete business process within SAP S4 HANA. And uh, currently it is focused on SAP S4 HANA, but in future, I think they are also working on making it available for uh, non-S4 HANA scenarios where the other SAP applications. So that is one approach where uh, you can use ISLM uh, framework and build your models with HANA machine learning algorithms 
whether it is APL or PAL and embed into the business process. There is also an approach where you could uh, leverage the AI business services or AI functions that are built on SAP BTP and you could take those models and use ISLM framework and embed into S4. That is also possible with ISLM. So it makes for the end user or the SAP customer and partner to make it much more smoother. You are you are a guru in your process, end-to-end uh, -end process, but you can use this and embed. Uh, obviously, that is one approach. And then, of course, uh, you could also leverage your models that I have explained using data intelligence and you can build you can pick up that model that was built using data intelligence and embed into the business process again this will be a side-by-side -side machine learning approach with the ISLM framework so that is the other approach so the third approach I think with ISLM you can address both the embedded scenarios or the side-by-side -side scenarios and you the advantage is that your um, model monitoring and your orchestration of your models and handling of these models is uh, seamless and it is done with this ISLM framework. Now, going to further, there is again uh, another detailed approach or the fourth approach where now there are some scenarios where you might say that, hey, I have some complex business process or a complex uh, uh, algorithms I have to use for my particular scenario. Um, so the AI business services or the AI functions that you provided are not enough for me, or the data intelligence approach is not enough for me because it is not focusing on GPU, or your HANA ML algorithms are not enough for me. Now we have the fourth approach. You could use the AI workbench, which is, or we call it uh, the SAP AI core and SAP AI launchpad, which are now made GA, generally available uh, starting Q4 of 2022. Uh, so what we are saying is that, uh, what SAP is saying is that, hey, you can go ahead, build your models, your machine learning models, leveraging any algorithms, any uh, machine learning algorithms, not only tied up with HANA machine learning, but you can use any machine learning algorithms. You could use this AI workbench, this SAP AI core uh, using external frameworks like Shkikit or TensorFlow and other things. And the AI workbench, uh, the AI core provides a platform where it is pretty much like your MLOps lifecycle management platform. So we focus main, uh, mainly on the building the models, uh, managing the models, uh, building the models, doing the training, deploying the models, and then monitoring the models. So here, uh, you the, the first two steps of uh, understanding the business problem and creating the data exploration, data analysis, and creating the scripts you could do with any of the other open source tools like the Label Studios or the other uh, uh, Jupyter Notebooks. But once you come to the model building, you could use the AI work, uh, SAP AI core, and then uh, the launch pad and build your models and do the monitoring. And then you could deploy these models either on SAP BDP or SAP S4HANA or any other third-party application. So this is again, similar to your uh, AWS SageMaker or other 
softwares out there, other uh, machine learning platforms out there. Uh, of course, uh, it is a much more uh, uh, much more comprehensive or much more uh, a subset of, I would say, SageMaker platform. But again, you have extensive capabilities or for extending. Uh, when you leverage this AI workbench, which has this AI launchpad and SAP AI core, obviously you could leverage the data intelligence platform, the data intelligence for your data layer uh, related things of how you can get the data from these different uh, data sources. So that is the fourth approach, right? Now, and this fourth approach where I talked about using the AI workbench, the SAP AI core and SAP AI launchpad and AI APIs are built and then how you can open it up and do, this is mainly focused with the machine learning engineer or mainly geared towards the machine learning engineer. And then finally, we have uh, the other option is as a business user, now you say that, hey, I don't want to get into any of this. I don't want to, uh, uh, go into the details of this, but I just want to build, uh, I have my dashboards, uh, I have my BI dashboards, I have my planning scenarios, but I just quickly want to add some predictive feature and see, um, take some of these and update my dashboards or update my planning dashboards. In this scenario, you could use the SAP Analytics Cloud. It comes with the APL algorithms, the HANA APL algorithms that are embedded. And there are some minimal things that you could already do right away out of the box. Some regression techniques and some uh, classification problems can be addressed. So these are the five different approaches. Yes, I will be putting a detailed blog and also some conversations will come in future in uh, Q1 of 2023. So say, stay tuned for that. So let us take a pause or a break and then come back and attempt the last topic of uh, today's podcast. All right, uh, welcome back. So the last topic for today, I would like to briefly talk about these futuristic topics or these uh, uh, interesting topics that we hear a lot around, uh, whether it is the metaverse or blockchain or NFTs. So I started my conversations by bringing in the first conversation around metaverse. Uh, you might have noticed that the season four have started a conversation with uh, metaverse, a startup founder um, in the context of metaverse. And we did, did discuss about how AR and VR, augmented reality and virtual reality, AR and VR is becoming the vehicle to enter into the metaverse and build applications in the metaverse. Of course, there are a lot of applications that are available that could be addressed here, whether starting from these digital twins and how you mimic the whole manufacturing or an ERP process, or whether it is uh, uh, mimicking some uh, surgeries or uh, helping the doctors or the healthcare or whether it is somewhere out in the oceans the oil rigs and the vessels so there are a lot of things that you could mimic and even in the educational category uh, there could be a lot of potential benefits we briefly touch based on that we will be bringing and we will be talking a bit more on that in 2023 and 24 going forward 
Then I'm also planning to bring in another additional guest on the topic of blockchain, uh, concepts around blockchain. How do you validate the transactions? As you might have, uh, as you might have noticed in the uh, earlier, I've discussed about the different domains, right? And how do you validate these transactions? Validate the transactions between different human beings or different entities or organizations yes we do have these uh, blockchain framework or the blockchain network whether it is the ethereums or cardano or a lot of other things going on in that space or of course the one of the biggest application is bitcoin uh, and there is a lot of cryptos going on around there and yeah we know that we've been hearing a lot of noise around that and scams are already happening about whatever it is, FTX or so on and so forth. So it is it is becoming like the dot-com craze or the dot-com boom and bust of uh, the 2000s. If maybe some of you might remember that, uh, that uh, I believe uh, that we are we, we we will we will as and when the technologies are improving and newer technologies are coming in and they kind of stabilize you will go through this boom and burst and again boom phase so we are getting in there so we will i want to have some couple of conversations on that aspects as well and finally um, the nfts where we are talking about uh, the non fungible tokens and how your how you can digitize the real world interactions because in pretty pretty soon i think the future applications like whatever um, i think how you one of the ways of uh, attempting to prevent piracy or uh, data privacy and piracy or pirated versions is maybe in future i think nfts could replace uh, some of those and make it uh, much more uh, better sense so we will we will talk about a couple of conversations in that aspect and also we will touch base on some of the gaming applications and how ai comes into the bigger scheme of things. So yes, uh, look forward to have these interesting conversations with different guests. So stay tuned uh, as always. Uh, and like I've mentioned uh, in the past, uh, if you have any further questions, feel free to reach out to me via my uh, social media handles, Raghubanda on LinkedIn or RK Banda Twitter. Uh, my, uh, I've also, uh, we have also started a, a website called xtrawaiextraai.com, uh, which is where you can find all these different podcasts. And uh, in future, you will also see some blogs and some commentary around this. So look forward to doing much more uh, engagement in this uh, aspect. So stay tuned uh, and reach out uh, for any feedback or any other interesting topics or conversations that you are interested with that i would thank you all the audience wherever you are dialed in or tuned in from happy predicting the future with ai technologies thank you and bye bye now